2: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The oil industry says it has enough signatures to get a measure on the state ballot to overturn California's recently enacted buffer zone law. It restricts new oil wells, keeping them away from homes and schools. KQED's senior climate editor Kevin Stark reports.
0: The California Independent Petroleum Association says it's gathered more than 978,000 signatures for its petition. If the Secretary of State's office verifies about two-thirds of these signatures, it will formally qualify as a referendum before voters in 2024. Environmentalists are already challenging the validity of some of the signatures and saying they were gathered dishonestly. Democrats failed several times to pass similar legislation in recent years, and California passed its setback law only after some last-minute vote whip from Governor Newsom's staff. For The California Report, I'm Kevin Stark.
1: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
0: I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California the land of milk and honey that's where you go to sunshine state but we just have challenges right now
1: kqed's california report magazine new episodes drop every friday wherever you get your podcasts hi there i'm randad from throughline
0: And let's stay on energy. California's
2: desert lands have long been exploited for everything from mining to military training to rest and relaxation, think Palm Springs. Now the state's deserts have a growing role in helping to create a green energy revolution in the US. But that sparked a backlash among some environmentalists who argue that desert wilderness is being sacrificed for renewable power goals. I wanted to find out more, so I did. On a swath of desert land about an hour's drive east of Palm Springs, I'm watching as construction workers drive row after row of big metal posts into the desert floor, posts that will soon be topped by thousands of solar panels.
1: Yeah, we are listening to pile driving, which is basically the first step in the erector set of solar.
2: That's Raisa Lee, a project developer for San Francisco-based Clearway Energy, which is building this solar power project on federal land called Victory Pass. Lee tells me when construction is finished and this facility is connected to California's energy grid, it will generate enough power for more than 130,000 homes. And another number you should know relates to just how big this project is.
1: Uh, The project site itself is about 3,000 acres. I think until your boot's on the ground, it's hard to to digest that scale.
2: But let me try. At 3,000 acres, this one solar power facility will be about three times the size of San Francisco's Golden Gate Park. And it's just a single example of an accelerating green energy boom in the deserts of California. It's a boom encouraged by the Biden administration, which has streamlined renewable energy development within nearly 11 million acres of federal desert land in seven California counties. With many of those projects being industrial scale solar built by companies like clearway why do you have to be here well the desert is where the sun is that's john woody a vice president at clearway which is constructing solar projects on public and private lands
0: we're headed to zone five you'll be able to see the solar panels uh, and what looks like a fairly completed solar project
2: I met Woody at the company's Daggett project in San Bernardino County. When it opens late next year, the energy plant will be the largest solar power and battery storage facility in the state, and buyers for power are already lined up.
0: We have customers that are buying power from this project all across the state of California, from Northern California to Southern California.
2: But beyond Profit and Clearway, Woody says these huge desert solar power projects are necessary if California is going to meet its goals of ending its dependence on fossil fuels and
0: fighting climate change. You know, California needs to add about six gigawatts a year of these renewable energy and storage projects to meet their clean energy goals 90 percent by 2035 and 100 percent by 2045. and so. We're just doing our small part to help California meet those goals.
2: But as solar projects in the desert multiply and grow, so too do criticisms.
0: Well, I've just always found the desert to be a place of inspiration and renewal. And it's worth something more than just replacing with endless square miles of photovoltaic cells.
2: That's Chris Clark, who's with the National Parks Conservation Program and the co-host of a podcast series about threats to the desert. Like other environmentalists, Clark worries about desert solar's impact on the habitat of endangered and threatened desert plant and animal life, like the desert tortoise, as thousands of acres of desert land are turned into solar power farms.
0: The threat to the desert right now is similar to the threats that other places in North America faced in the 19th century where people were starting to notice what was there and starting to figure out how they could, how they could profit off it.
2: Clark argues that as California goes all in on solar, the project should be built on rooftops in coastal cities and suburbs where most of the power generated will end up anyway and not hundreds of miles away in the state's deserts.
0: There are ways to do this without bulldozing old growth desert with millennia-old plants and uh, endemic populations of rare organisms and endangered and threatened species.
2: Clearways John Woody argues extraordinary efforts are being taken by private companies and the government to protect the desert's ecosystems as solar facilities are built. He also says California's green power goals are so enormous, it's impossible to make an either-or choice between urban rooftop
0: solar versus desert solar. There's really no silver bullet. You can't do one or the other. You you need to sort of do all of the above. It's not a silver bullet, it's silver buckshot.
2: Meanwhile, more desert land continues to be prepped for the installation of solar panels, joining solar power facilities that have already been built. Back at Clearway's Victory Pass solar site, project manager John Moon points to the distant desert landscape and all the other solar projects in the area.
0: So you have Desert sunlight, desert harvest, Maverick one and four on this side, and then Athos one and two over here. And then we're building all right here.
2: And everything you said is a separate solar power facility. Yes, sir. And as ground is broken on more projects, the debate will continue over how to balance the goals of creating a renewable energy revolution and protecting the state's desert lands. And that is the California Report for Wednesday, December 14th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great morning.
1: Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org slash lbca. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth, and Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.org. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond